Then the Lord answered Job from the whirlwind, Who is this who speaks words without knowledge? Where were you when I laid the foundations of the earth? Those words from today's lesson from Job come at the beginning of a long speech from God to Job in which Job will be confronted with mysteries and wonders so unknowable and great that by the time God's sermon is finished, Job's response in Job chapter 40 will be to lay his hand over his mouth and say, I have said too much. I have said about God more than I know about God. A moment in scripture which might be a helpful reminder for all of us to take great care and exercise some quiet restraint when we speak of the ways of God, lest we slip over into what the writer of today's lesson from Job calls words without knowledge saying more about God than we know about God, which, when it comes to God, is, needless to say, easy to do. After all, when it comes to God, there is so much that is so unknowable. As Isaiah 55, 8 says, God's ways are not our ways. Not unlike Paul's big question in Romans eleven thirty four, Who can know the mind of the Lord? But still, we can't not try. For centuries upon centuries, the people of God building entire religious systems around what we think and believe about God. Sometimes even saying with a sound of certainty that our religion is the only one God believes in, recognizes, and accepts. All the while, above and beyond all of the world's religions, ours included, there waits the God who created the universe. Perhaps, one imagines, asking about us what God asked of Job. Who is this who speaks words without knowledge? Where were you when I created the universe? One of the simplest but most important epiphanies I have had in my entire adult life is the revelation that the God who created 
roughly 13 billion years ago, a universe which apparently is still expanding while we are gathered here, is the God who cannot be captured inside anyone's religion, including our own. And for any faith to claim a monopoly on the truth about God is to join Job in saying more than we know. All of our religions, important as they all are, are only interim arrangements. Our faith traditions are not God's eternal divisions. As Tennyson so wisely said, our little systems have their day. They have their day and cease to be. They are but broken lights of thee. And thou, O Lord, art more than they. All of which is to say that it is important for us to take great care and exercise the discipline of quiet restraint when it comes to speaking about God. But that doesn't mean that there is nothing to be said or known about God. I cannot speak for you, but as for me, I believe that there is a way to talk about that which we know about God. If I had grown up in Jakarta or Tehran, Calcutta or Bombay, I'm pretty sure I would have another way of talking about what we can know about God. But because I grew up where I grew up and because I am a Christian, I would say that we can talk about what we know about God because of what we know about Jesus. Because I'm a Christian, I believe that the best look we have ever had at God is Jesus. Not the only look, but the best look. And if the best look we have ever had at God is Jesus, and the best look we have ever had at Jesus is the four Gospels, then we can know something of the way God is by looking at what the Gospels tell us about Jesus. To read the four Gospels is to see that Jesus lived a walls-down, arms-out life of love. Intentionally sitting down with and standing up for whoever was most marginalized and ostracized, demonized and dehumanized, suffering, struggling, left out and alone, and that Jesus called his followers to live and love with that same wide wingspan. 
That is how and why we can say with confidence that whenever we draw our circle of welcome and empathy wider and wider, we are leaning, living, and loving in the direction God wants us to lean, live, and love. Because that is the way Jesus was. And Jesus is the best look we have ever had at God. I remember at some point in my adult life being surprised one day when I found myself having a deeper spiritual connection to a kind and loving person of another faith than I sometimes feel with persons of my own faith. But now when that happens to me, I'm never surprised by it because I know that the part of God that we feel between us is not about one faith tradition or another. It is about love. God is love. I believe that that is what we can know about God. Somewhere in one of his many amazing books, Richard Rohr has this sentence where he says, the mystics know some things. The mystics don't just think some things or believe some things. The mystics actually know some things. You don't have to be a mystic to know at the deep down center of your soul that the closer we grow to God, the wider we grow in our love for all persons. You don't have to be any something or somebody special to know that. All you have to do is let down your guard and open your life to the work of the Holy Spirit. You just have to make a conscious choice and real decision. God as frightening as it is to me to think of becoming that vulnerable, I now choose to let down my guard and open my life to the work of the Holy Spirit. The poet Lee Young Lee is the one who gave us that powerful sentence all light is late. Not unlike Paul's. We see through a glass darkly. We know in part that someday we will know as we are known. But right now we see through a glass darkly. All light is late. All of which is true as far as it goes. But children of God, 
family of faith, the rest of the truth is that we have all already seen enough light. We have all already seen enough truth about God to know, to absolutely know with utter clarity that when we live lives of empathy and compassion, welcome and justice, kindness and love, we are living the life God wants us to live. That may not be all that we want to know about God. But it is enough to know to keep us occupied for as long as we do.